0: This is Remembering Yugoslavia, the show exploring the memory of a country that no longer exists. I'm your curator, Peter Korchnak. You're listening to the third installment of the new series here on the podcast, inspired by Yugoslavia. In the first you heard from a couple of young filmmakers who are making documentaries in the contemporary era they consider Yugoslavia's future. You heard from an academic collaborating with her peers from across the former country to elevate women researchers in quote unquote Western higher education institutions. And you heard from an artist making a graphic biography of her mother. In the second installment, in the previous episode, I spoke with a video game maker, an architect and an illustrator, and a location guide. Today's projects, inspired by Yugoslavia, are connected by way of World War II history. Specifically, the Yugoslav partisans and their fight against Nazi Germans, Fascist Italians, Ustaše Croats, and Chetnik Serbs. The Partisans were a guerrilla army formed, led and grown to several hundred thousand fighters by the Communist Party of Yugoslavia under the leadership of Josip Broz Tito. The Partisans fought for both the liberation of the country and the establishment of a socialist regime there, a federation, again under the party's and Tito's leadership. A number of battles, such as those at Sutjeska or Neretva, became both legendary and an object of post-war veneration in school books, monuments and films. This ultimately victorious fight was later labeled the People's Liberation Struggle, or war, and became one of the main ideological pillars of the post-war Yugoslav regime. The partisan force was later reconstituted as the Yugoslav People's Army, the Yen'a. My guests today honor and commemorate this legacy with their creativity. And, be it film or board game or drawings, the connection to the partisans is quite personal for all of them. But before we emerge victorious, remember that the fight don't come cheap. Like a true guerrilla force, Remembering Yugoslavia relies on the individual support of generous listeners and others who quite literally put their money where their ears are. Join them. If the stories you hear on this podcast resonate with you in some way, if they enrich your life or you learn something from them, make a contribution now to support the show. Go to RememberingYugoslavia.com donate or follow the link in your podcast listening app and join the fight there. You don't even have to pause the show. Whether you choose Patreon or PayPal or a paid subscription to the podcast, every little bit helps. That's the fascism freedom to the podcast.
1: Yugoslavia 1941. Dive into a new action adventure. A new hero. Exploding... Onto your screens, Comrade Commando, a Yugo film production.
2: My name's Daniel Skorik. I work in television, and I have been inspired by my own family to create a comedy series making fun of communist propaganda films from the former Yugoslavia.
0: A series is the pie-in-the-sky goal. A more condensed version in feature film form is the next best thing that Skorik attempted last November to raise money for on Kickstarter. That project narrowly fell short of the funding goal, but he's not giving up. The project is just that good, and I'm speaking from my own perspective having watched the trailer. It's goofy, it's dorky, it's over the top, down to using a dubbing track to mimic the films that inspired him.
3: Comrades (coughs) You've seen what these fascists have done to us. And you know what I think?
1: (coughs) Welcome.
0: Skorig was born in 1984 in Australia to Croatian immigrants. Little Danielle didn't learn to speak English until kindergarten.
2: You'd be surprised how difficult it is to, especially for my mother, to get information out of her to find out about what had happened to my family. Like with my mother's side, they come from an island off Zadar called um, Otok Uglian in a town called Kuklitsa. And at that time, she was technically born Italian because the Italians had annexed that area from Yugoslavia, in, I believe in 1922. My mother's name in Croatian is Flavia Benic, but she was born Flavia Benini, so she had two names. And there's, there's all those stories about Italian occupation and then when World War II started. It's been very hard to get information, but my grandfather was a navigator on cargo ships mostly. And he actually went to the US and he came back after a long trip And when the Germans invaded, he thought, I'm going to take the family and I'll navigate a cargo ship and we'll get out of Yugoslavia and we'll go to some neutral country, something of that sort. But unfortunately, the Adriatic was mined. And as far as he was concerned, it wasn't worth the risk. And then the situation got worse and worse. And they started to just take men they were either drafted for the, um, the German military service or by the Ustasha, or sent to Germany to work in factories as forced labor. A lot of the men didn't want that to happen to them. So my grandfather and all the men in his village went into the, the woods and they, over time, built basically a shack. And the day before they were going to put the roof on that shack, someone had given them up and they were all rounded up and sent to the mainland, Zadar. My grandfather managed to escape. He joined the partisans. They didn't trust him at all. They thought he was a double agent and sent him directly into the front lines, straight into action. Unfortunately, he got captured again. And now he's in a field with nothing but planks of wood and barbed wire around him with several other men. And he escapes again. And this time the Germans don't bother. They just shoot him right then and there. And Apparently, one of the men who was there with him held him while he was dying. And the last thing he said was, what about my, my wife and children? Stories like that kind of stay with you. And then to hear the complete opposite on my father's side of the family where my my grandfather, I should say, on my father's side, he he didn't really look after his kids and he was a bit of a drunkard and all this stuff. But I have to say he was pragmatic and quite smart. He saw what was happening and he didn't want to be bothered. So he got an axe and just put it to his own leg, just maimed himself. So that when Germans or Italians or the partisans or the Chetniks, whoever would come through trying to recruit him or bother him anyway, any way, he would say, look, I can't do anything. Look, I'm a maimed man. I'm absolutely useless to you. Unfortunately, my parents are in their 80s now. So trying to get him for more information's hard. I tried doing it for my dad and he ended up just crying every time. Apparently, one of his his uncles had his head chopped off on the family's property. I can't find out who, what and when.
0: Skorig became fascinated with Yugoslav films when he discovered that many of his favorite action movies like Sam Peckinpah's Iron Cross had been made there, with filmmakers taking advantage of lower production costs.
3: Partisan film is a genre of filmmaking that was from the former Yugoslavia. Essentially propaganda films, but with a Hollywood shame to them. The Communist Party of Yugoslavia after World War II had to reunify a country that was broken up by the Second World War. So how do you do that? Well, a lot of people can't read, but they can all watch film. These films basically showed the Communist Party leading the partisan resistance against the fascist aggressor.
0: Eventually, he decided to make his own take on the genre.
1: Socialism, brotherhood, unity. It takes a punch.
2: I've always wanted to make a comedy film with action elements to it. I started to actually research the film industry and those films and started watching them and then asking my parents all these further about the stories. We've all seen World War II films, we've all seen comedy action film, and I think everything's been done in that genre. But I just wanted to take all those things and give it a Balkan twist. And put all that Balkan humor and, and the iconography. And, you know, like originally I, did, I wasn't gonna have an accordion in there, but I went, we, we need more Balkan things in here. An accordion, it just, for me, just makes that perfect. Put those little things in there. Basically, it's everything that we have seen in that genre, but with that communist Balkan twist on it.
0: Some of the plot lines and details in Comrade Commando are lifted directly from his family history.
2: For me, this is a family story.
0: The film's protagonist is Branko Skorik, played by Daniel. Skorik's father's name is Branko, and he served in the Yugoslav People's Army in the
3: 1960s. And the reason I chose my father is my father is a bit of a um, storyteller.
4: Because my uncle, he killed a German in, a, in Bosnia. We hit him in the helmet, all right, and kill him on the spot. So you just
2: hit him in
4: the
3: head? It hit him on the top on the head. So this is kind of, um, if my father was an adult in World War II, the stories that he would tell me of the things that he had done in that period.
0: Bronco is tasked with stopping Germans from carrying out their plan for world domination, which involves amassing huge quantities of Slyovica so that they can use it to build a superweapon. To promote the film on Kickstarter, Skorig made a mini-documentary about it. It's about six minutes long and worth every second of its runtime.
3: I find the partisan film to be quite funny. It doesn't matter what machine gun or rifle, they could be throwing stones. They're they're just mowing down Germans. And I find it funny. And then on top of that, massive belt-fed machine guns, they raise them to the sky and they just start shooting German aircraft down like they were nothing. It's a communist Rambo, these films, and I, I find that hilarious.
2: That really kicked something off in me. I want to actually make a proper documentary about the Yugoslav film industry and how it links to, to other films. So, though Comrade Commander might not be made anytime soon, that documentary I, I, would, I would love to make, which I'm working on at the moment, that would also hopefully supercharge when we relaunch Comrade Commander. I'm very happy with, with the amount of support I've been getting at the end of the day, just watch this space. There will be more coming.
1: Die, It's action-packed. Starring Branko Skorin, Wolfgang Klinski, and the dying fascist ensemble. Don't miss out. See Comrade Commando, a Hugo film production.
0: Like Skorik and other creators I feature in this series, I rely on the generous support of others to make the magic happen. If Skorik's and other stories you hear on the show brighten up your day, please consider making a contribution. In your podcast listening app, follow the link in the episode show notes to rememberinggioslavia.com donate and pick the option that's most convenient to you. Now on with the action.
5: Prekleti hudiči Oh, it's you, my friend. I'm so glad you came. Follow me. We don't have much time. My name is Darko Nikolovski. I am from Ljubljana, the capital of Slovenia.
0: Nikolovski's father is from Macedonia, his mother from Bosnia and Herzegovina, and they met in Ljubljana, where they immigrated for work. You could say that Nikolovski, born in 1978, was a true Yugoslav child. Tito was still alive at that time. (laughs) Tell me the origin story of the game. How did you come up with it? What inspired you? What the process was?
5: Well, life inspired me. World inspired me. Injustice inspired me. Revision of history inspired me. The rise of nationalism inspired me. The rise of fascism inspired me, you know? So basically, I do have a long uh, history with my anti-fascistic stance, because since I can remember, and my mother and father will vouch for that, I was always against the injustice, you know, always, always against the the oppression. And when I grew up, I kind of came to the conclusion that the most glorious part of our history was the part of Second World War. Because that was the time, in my eyes, where people connected without prejudice, without looking at the other people's nationality, you know, the good people just stood together for the right cause. So, after all the revisionism in my country, I decided that I will make a game that will try to introduce this part of history to the generations that, well, that history has been lost to them, you know, uh, during our process of growing up and independence and everything Um, there was like a big push from the far right to try to forbid everything that came from our past you know and that's why we all have today in Slovenia a bunch of far-right politicians which are basically glorifying Nazi collaborators and they are doing it without shame and I cannot explain to them that such acts as they are doing it here would be totally inappropriate if in France for example or in Germany but somehow they decided that everything connected to Yugoslavia was bad and they tried to rewrite the history in such a way that they just show the bad things and they lie about the bad things which is even worse you know and i wanted to make something against it i wanted to bring the, this Glorious history to the people, you know, and then the idea of a game appeared somehow.
0: Nikolovsky has been involved in creating anti-fascist stories all his adult life. He directed the film Stari Pisker, available on YouTube with English subtitles, about partisans breaking out of a German Nazi prison. Currently, he is producing a theater play about the Slovene poet and resistance fighter Karel Kajuch Destovnik. And even as a rapper, which was something he did early on in his creative career, one of his top tracks was titled Partizan.
4: To je za patriota, A za akcije, ki sledijo, raz za revolucijo, da vsi enak živijo. To je za Josipo, za Tita, ker vemo, kdo smo in je za idejo enakosti, kjer v srcu nosim. Z, je za nas, za otroke, za družino, za tis košček zene, kjer ga imamo vsi za domovino. A je za antifašiste, mlade in predane, kjer jim napomeni kol na kolena, pa ne stane, kot stane. Jaz sem otrok teh dolin, morja rekin in kotlini. in živim zato, da se lahko borim. Prepralno sem spet v umred, ker hočem vrjeti do svetu Keram domu je pravica, ne pa vlada krivica Jaz sem odgovor na pregnane v taborišča Na zadnje kriketalcev, ko še zdaj odmevajo strelišča Jaz sem odgovor na požgane domove Za v grobove naplačujemo dolgove In naša kri je taka, da ne bomo po zem Niti v tisočih letih, kaj vse ste nam naredili Ker fašisto je vse večje, zveda treba začeti s mrtizan mentaliteto, na juri spet in spet Stoji
1: tam gori prtizan, in ti to
5: Somehow I have taken as a task to fight against nationalism here and against the rising fascism, not with guns, but with knowledge, with spreading the knowledge about what happened and where does all this hate leads to. That's why our game are party games, but with informative character, so
0: to speak. It is definitely a, an unusual, uncommon way to deliver the message or to spread the word or to educate uh, people. I mean, a board game.
5: Well, look, basically, if we return to that question, how did the idea comes? First, years ago, when I was thinking about how to bring all this greatness of our history to the younger generation, I thought that it should be like a game. And then I thought first that it should be like a quiz game. But after thinking about it, I came to the conclusion that I would never play a game like this because it is boring. So then I dropped the idea. And then I went to Belgrade with partisan chorus Pinko Tomajic from Trieste. Uh, we were having a performance together. And since I do have some relatives there, I decided that I will stay for a couple of days to meet them and return with a train. Well, on that train... I had the epiphany moment. It was like at one second I basically played through the whole game in my head. I I, I cannot explain it differently. But if you just try to think of it uh, like I was a I was plugged into this matrix, you know, which instantly downloaded to me information about this game. I knew everything, all the rules, the look, the topics involved. I knew everything. So I came home that night from the train and I stepped into the house and I said to my wife, listen, whatever you have planned for me for the next couple of months, forget it. I'm going to the study room and I'm, gonna, I'm going to work on this project. And I needed three months to complete the game, to finish it with everything, with all the content to
0: be able to provide it in a, as a product. Let's talk about the game then. What is the objective of the game? How do you play it? How many players do you need? How long does it take to complete?
5: Well, it's easy. Basically, the objective of the game is to beat the fascists, liberate the country, and become the people's hero. Five to six players can play the game, even though four is really optimal. One can take the role of the enemy. But in our rule book, we do say that if you have a friend who voluntarily takes the role of an enemy, and a traitor then you should think a little bit about your friend our game is happening in slovenia it is year 1941 and somehow you as a player are stranded in slovenia our map contains uh, my country and it shows how it was divided by the occupying forces so, you don't want to join neither the fascists, neither the Nazis, neither the Croatian Ustasha, and you decide that you will fight for the people and for the liberation, so you join the partisans. Now, the game starts when you uh, get the mission from the general headquarters, and this cards leads you to where you need to go and tells you who attacks first, either the partisans attack first or the Germans attack first. Then after you fulfill the mission, after you move to that uh, position on the map and you fulfill the mission, you get a question from the partisan school, which is meant to boost your knowledge because everybody wants to have a smart commander, right? With all these uh, questions from the partisan school, you also get points. The person with the most points at the end uh, becomes the partisan commander and he gets the honorary title of Tovarish commandant and he can use it in the next game to brag about it. After you fulfill your mission from the general headquarters, you also have these special missions that you need to fulfill, like rescuing the British prisoners of war, for example. Um, you can evacuate the wounded. You can destroy a bunker. You can bring food to the comrades at the table, for example. You know, The person who gets most points at the end from all of these actions combined together... Of course, is as I said, commander. But in our game, you can also wear a medal. We have these great medals. And if you earn a medal, you can put it on and wear it proudly during the game. So this is like a great moment that brings a smile to people's faces. And then we have these all add-ons, for example, stars and traitors, in which with stars, your army power grows. And with traitor... There is like this game when you have to search for the traitor amongst the comrades that are playing the game, you know? Because I can see that you are made of a hero material, my friend. And I have no doubt whatsoever that you will be more than willing to join the partisans. Jaz
4: bom očitno genih, da bom umr v je ker se ne plazem po kolenih. In naj se ve, v mojih žilah teče kri partizanska, ne pačetniška, ustaška, ali boh ne dej, domobranska. In ja zaenkrat še vem, kjer izoperi vem, kdo so izdajalci do so heroji za zmerih. In vsem sem gupljen veri, Ja vem, to sem jaz klobezen do domovine v srcu Za Zato na smrt fašizmu svoboda narodu odgovori, stisnem pesenju ob občelo drži. Ker se drugači, lepši, potakrtna si. Naški partizambu znagljamo krasil lase dekletu. Jaz sem prisutil poetu, ko je govoril o življenju. Naši ga je v našem trplenju, mogočne pesmi bomo peni. Smo zadovnili, vrjel smo v prihodnosti, na koncu tudi uspeli. Vašistom na oblasti, vezi se pesenta vsede. Niste vredni, sam posvečam vam njegove besede. Lepo je, veš mama, lepo je živeti. To, da za kar sem umrl, bi hotel že enkrat
1: umreli. Stoji tam, kori partizambu, in
0: In Slovenia, there was another movement, homegrown movement, uh, during the war, during World War II, and that was the Slovenian home guard, the yes. Domobranci. Mm-hmm. Why not choose them as the protagonists of your game? Well, <clears throat> it
5: would be pretty hard because Domobranzi or Slovenian home guard were the soldiers who swore allegiance to Hitler. So I don't think that um, I would enjoy playing a Nazi. And this is like a great cancer wound on the Slovene nation, which has not been healed since the Second World War, uh, which is basically similar as the Ustasha in Croatia or Chetniks in Serbia. This story has a long beard, but it, it is the same story. Chetniks, Ustasha and Slovene Home Guard were all collaborators of the Nazis. They were openly collaborating with them. They were receiving arms payment and everything from them. Lots of people still cannot live with this burden of betrayal, you know, of betraying your country so that, so they basically would do not feel at ease when their ancestors are labeled as traitors, you know. So this is, this is the problem which, which lays in this region. But they're not in your game, though. Like there are other enemies in your game. My game is made in such a way that when you get the card from the general headquarters, you get a destination, and you get a date, which tells you what happened in that area on that date. It is historically bagged game. So if you, for example, have a a battle with the Germans, you fight with the Germans. Uh, but if you have a battle with Slovene Home Guard units, you fight with them. Uh, you even fight with Ustasha and Chetniks because they were also present here uh, in this area. But they are mostly uh, labeled as an enemy,
0: you know? I would imagine that uh, Slovenian nationalists or right, extreme right people are not super happy about this game. So, what kind of uh, response have you been seeing in uh, Slovenia in terms of the public discourse, but also in terms of sales? How's business?
5: Well, in Slovenia, the business is great, to be honest, because here, um, even though uh, the, the far right is trying to rewrite the history, people still have strong anti-fascist stances. We made the first game in Slovene language only, and we sold 1,000 units. And then we decided that we will make an international version, so we ma- went to the Kickstarter. We had a successful Kickstarter campaign And we made it basically uh, into five different languages. Now we have translated our game into English, Croatian, Italian, German, and now a French translation is coming up. I can tell you uh, that there were some comments from the far right in Slovenia, which was really um, pleased by the whole idea. Um And they made comments about the game without even seeing the game, without um, going through the content and everything, you know. So I cannot basically um, take to my heart if somebody is commenting on the product that he has never seen, you know. We do not take this topic easily. Uh, we approach it with all the seriousness and all the respect for the people uh, who fought I'm trying to bring the knowledge of this glorious movement outside of my country. And this is a little bit problematic step for me because when you cross the border, you know, you sometimes you get lost in the big world.
0: (laughs) So the Slovenian version appears to be sold out on your website. The other language versions are still available. Is that right?
5: Uh yeah, the first version that was only Slovene was sold out. And now you have um three versions in, in Slovene language, in English language and in oh. Italian language that are available. Okay. But okay. when players use our cards, they can scan them with smartphones, you know, and uh because they contain QR codes. They don't need no apps for that, but by doing so They get extra content, they get pictures from the museums that supported us, they get some videos that I made in special missions that give you side missions to earn extra points and so on and so on.
0: Do you offer international shipping? Yes. A follow-up to join the Partisans is in the works.
5: Now I'm making a story about Yugoslavia, which will involve all the great battles like Sutjeska and Neretva and Dervar, Basically, the game that I'm developing now will be a little bit different. My aim is not only to fight the fascism and Nazism in Second World War, but it is also to fight the nationalism in modern days. Therefore, our game has a lot of parts by which you must basically respect the other nations and show them respect by playing songs from their states. Me piti, ljubiti, bi
4: poeti, je povedo mlad Kajuh, že preleti kaj ti pesmi ti, ki več ne ranijo srca, ni ljudim do zlihov, ni jim do sovzad, in zato poeti naših dni boj, kakor boj u bajuniti. Skušajte ljudi kasne, kim srci klisa mance zpita, večina poetov gon strašmoči. Sam če veš poet svoj dolg, čete te v prsiške, naj se pre, grlo odpre, zavika volk. To bo naše in naša bolet izbomljan, ko lepo biti mladim, po onan. Povej današnjim borcem, kako smo partizani, boril se za prihodnost, ne pa čase za nami, skupi zbrani. Vseh vetrov bo v srču gozdob, sanjal ka bomo gradil, ko pridemo domov. Povej, da nismo vedel, da med nami so fašisti, ko postali so komunisti, da bi bili kapitalisti. Uničil vse, kar skupi smo gradili, Včas smo najstražnejši mok, ko smo jim se to pustili.
1: Stoji tam gori
0: Nikolovsky generously sent me a copy of the game to check out. I haven't played it yet, but it looks fantastic. Get yours in Slovenian, Italian, or English at jointhepartisans.com. Translations into Croatian and German are available via QR codes. For my part, I invite you to become a supporter of Remembering Yugoslavia. The show may be ad-free, but it's not free-free. It takes countless hours and dollars to produce, and while as a good guerrilla fighter I do all the research, interviews, writing, and editing alone, it does take the logistical support of dedicated backers to keep up the fight. So join the effort and make a contribution to keep the show going. Visit RememberingYugoslavia.com/slash donate or click the support the show link in the episode show notes available in your podcast listening app. My last guest today will tie the episode together. Anna Radovcic first reached out to me in the podcast's early days, way back in November 2020, to share some very kind words about it, which, with just a few episodes on the board, offered early encouragement for me. She also shared her story with me.
6: Both my grandfathers were partisans. My maternal grandmother was a member of the anti-fascist front of women. My maternal grandfather was captured by the Germans. This is in World War Two. He was sent to a forced labor camp in Germany. So he survived the war. My father's father, he fought and died at Sučeska. He was in the 2nd Dalmatian Brigade. They're the ones famous for saying, Ratsunai na nas," count on us, because they had lost two-thirds of their unit fighting and they sent a message to Tito saying, you know, we've lost two-thirds of our men and women, but You can count on us as if we're a full brigade. And so he died on Zelengora. My father's older brother joined the Partisans at 16 years of age, and uh, he lost his life on Gorski Kortar, which is in northern Croatia. And when he joined the Partisans, he was only just fresh out of a concentration camp, an Italian concentration camp. So he and my father, along with their two sisters and their mother, were sent to an Italian concentration camp where they spent about 18 months. The reason for this was that they had a member of the family in the Partisans. So my father, he he lost his own father and and his brother, so he had quite a traumatic childhood. and We'd often hear about this At home when I was growing up, Um, we weren't allowed to waste any food because my father nearly starved to death in the camps. So it became a presence in my younger years as I was growing up.
0: Radovcic's parents and her two sisters emigrated from Yugoslavia to Perth, Australia in 1967. Radovcic herself was born in Australia. She's a multimedia and multi-talented artist. She sculpts, she paints, she draws. She also teaches arts in a program for older teens and adults in Castlemaine, Victoria, Australia. Like for many people, including myself, the pandemic was a catalyst for Radovčić for doing what she does.
6: You know, we had strict lockdowns in Australia and travel bans, so I couldn't travel or make my yearly trips to Croatia. I had to stay home in Australia, so, you know, I was missing Croatia. So I was just looking for things to fill that void. And so I started exploring, looking for things on the internet. I was reading articles from Balkan Inside. I was watching Croatian news, listening to music, partisan songs, and, and then I came across your podcast and I was very excited. I found that I had a lot of spare time during the pandemic so I could get back into my own art practice.
0: In the spring of 2021, she drew the first picture of a Yugoslav partisan, a portrait she found online.
6: Drawing the Partisans has been a way for me to process what my parents went through and also a way of honoring what they went through and what their parents went through and trying to keep their memory alive because since the the Yugoslav Wars in the 90s, the Partisans have become a taboo subject and so I feel like I've had to suppress my history my partisan history because it's become political and i like to separate it from that you know for me the partisans is about that time in history world war 2 and what they achieved the other thing that propelled me into to drawing partisans was i was probably reading too many articles on balkan insight and i found them all very negative cuz they were about the historical revisionism that was occurring in Croatia and other former republics of Yugoslavia. So I was finding it a bit depressing and and a bit disheartening and I felt like I wasn't allowed to be proud of my partisan history, that that part of my history had to be silenced. So my way of pushing back against that was to start drawing partisans.
0: Then a friend suggested she post the portraits on Instagram, where she received not only positive feedback, but also a request for a commission from a Canadian man whose great uncle died in a concentration camp.
6: This inspired me to take a next step. So I thought, I'd like to draw other people's partisans. I sent out an invite through social media, asking people to send me their partisans. And so what they do is they will send me a photograph of their partisan. It might be a grandfather or a great aunt or a father, any member of a family that was in the partisans. Often these photos are in really bad condition because they're taken in the 1940s. Uh, There's very high contrast, sometimes eyes are blacked out by the contrast and the shadow so I can't see any detail. The photos are torn, creased, So I have to do a little little bit of restoration work before I can start on them.
0: That first commission Radovcich did, the guy offered to assist with the restoration work, digitally processing those old photos to clean them up and render additional detail.
6: I draw the the portrait life-size and I try and make it look better than the photo. And the deal is, you know, I get to draw the partisan, post it on, on my social media and my website and post the story.
0: The sender can get the original in exchange for covering the shipping costs and a voluntary donation.
6: It's been really lovely to connect with these people. I've drawn partisans for people from all over the world, from Ireland, Turkey, Canada, Croatia, Serbia, Bosnia, Switzerland, Australia.
0: Radofjic drew the partisans in her own family only later on. I do wonder how much uh, of the fact that you drew a little later has to do with the fact that, uh, as you said, this partisan history in your family and you know, generally in the region that your family is from is contentious in some circles anyways. Um, So any art project that is worth a damn, it's very personal, I guess.
6: Yeah, it is very personal. And it's very personal for the people that I'm doing it for. And it's an intimate thing too, when you're drawing someone's portrait, I feel like I'm getting to know the person in some way. I've been told their history, sometimes what is known of their history is very small. Um, sometimes I get longer stories, but it's nice to just sit with that partisan and to spend a few days drawing them because you you need to traverse over every millimetre of someone's face and so you do become intimate with them. You're spending time with them. So I, f- I find that very special and then I can pass that on to the owner, the family member, and they're so grateful that somebody has thought of their partisan they're grateful that somebody else is honoring their partisan and not really asking for anything in return so it's kind of like a feel good project some of them stay in touch with me they're just very grateful and and often repeat that and they're just happy to discover just like I am, just happy to discover that there's other people out there in the world that still cherish this history and want to keep it alive and um, and that they've suffered the same sort of thing that I have where I, I feel like I've needed to silence my history, that I'm not allowed to be proud of it. So it is quite an honour to draw these people, especially when they've been through horrific times.
0: Last May in Zagreb, I was lucky to be present when Radovčić hand-delivered a portrait of a Partizanka to Daniela Matejević of the Walk with Tito tour, whom you may recall from episode 45, Secondhand Tito. What was that experience like, being able to do this in person?
6: I was also excited because this was my first Partizanka from a descendant that I I had drawn. And just the the story that Daniela told me about her auntie, that she was um, influenced by her as a child and she was just so excited to be receiving this drawing and so we decided to do a trade so she would take me on a Tito walk and I would give her her drawing so we met in Zagreb and um, you were there for (laughs) the meeting Peter and photographed our little handover so it was was a real honour and a lot of fun to meet her in person and to be able to give her her drawing.
0: And that photo is on Instagram, on Daniela's or the Walk with Tito's Instagram. You mentioned your family is from Dalmatia, and uh, one of your grandparents was in the Dalmatian Brigade at Sucieska. Now, I understand that you are working on an exhibition that uh, explores more of that uh, history. So tell us about uh, that project.
6: I've been invited to have an exhibition at the Museum of Victory and Freedom. In Shibinik. I'm drawing some portraits, just my traditional portrait style, the re- realism. And uh, alongside that, I want to have some uh, sort of abstract or more experimental artwork to tell the story about Socheska, uh, where my grandfather fought. So, um, I'm producing a, a series of drawings and I'm using... Um, a fair bit of symbology in the composition and some abstraction to tell a story. I do put a bit of effort into the aesthetics of the drawing too. I want to make them beautiful drawings because that's my way of honoring these people and, and, and trying to tap into, to their spirit. I, I want to do something beautiful for them.
0: As of now, the exhibition is slated for July, 2023. Chichi's inbox is always open for photographs and stories of partisans. Get in touch with her on Instagram at unukapartizana. And then you're still looking for photographs of partisankas from the Dalmatian Brigade, is that right?
6: Yes, I would like more from the Dalmatian Brigade.
0: If you're listening and any of your ancestors uh, was uh, in this brigade, people should find you on Instagram and reach out and send you the photos.
6: Yes, please. I'm just interested in who was fighting alongside my grandfather, and that's why I'm particularly interested in people from the 2nd Dalmatian Brigade. But, you know, if if there's anyone from the 1st or the 3rd Dalmatian Brigade, um, there was a lot of uh, people also from my family's village, Petrovic Shepurina, that were in those brigades.
0: That Insta again is at Partizana. Links are at rememberingyugoslavia.com slash podcast. For Radovčić, there's another outcome from the project beyond the feedback and the feel-goodness.
6: After starting my project on Partisans and having connected to people through social media, I've just found this positive, fun world. I've been able to connect to people who share the same passion and I no longer despair from reading Balkan Insight articles. Um, I don't even read them much anymore. So it was very exciting for me to find this wider community that um, believe in in what, what I believe, and 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 we can share that all together and have fun with it together. It's a lot of fun. Being it's like a neat little club with all the interesting things that come out of it. You know, like Spomnik database and people taking tours in uh, features and people making films and. Yeah, there's, there's so many interesting things going on. And I'm always learning. This is what I'm loving. I'm always learning. I've learned from your podcasts. And, you know, it just keeps sending me down other uh, rabbit warrens. And
0: I'm very, very happy that I was able to play a tiny little part in, in all this and what you're doing. Oh, it's I did- a huge part. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> and to put the bow on it. The two other guests on the show, Daniel Skoric with uh, Comrade Commando and uh, the collaborator of Darko Nikolovsky with um, Join the Partisans board game, they both connected with you and asked you to draw their grandparents uh, who were partisans as well.
6: Yes. You know, you hear about these people. I- I've heard about the board game and through you, they've connected to me. And um, it's just nice to sort of complete that web. So, yeah, I am drawing both their grandfathers. And, yeah, it just sort of snowballs from there, you know, the more connections you make and you discover what people are doing and we become a community.
0: Next on Remembering Yugoslavia.
6: I've always felt this Yugo nostalgia um, because I I feel really drawn towards times of when it was more peace, just more success in the region. I feel that a lot in my generation with other friends uh, that are my age.
0: The Diaspora Voices series returns with conversations with a Vlach American, the first Vlach on the show, in fact, and a Croatian-Australian-Yugoslavia superfan. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts, follow to make sure you don't miss out, and subscribe to support us. That's all for this episode of Remembering Yugoslavia. Thank you for listening. Find additional information, links, video embeds and the transcript of this episode at rememberingyugoslavia.com slash podcast. And before you go, take a moment to back the show. Go to rememberingyugoslavia.com slash donate and join the growing army of the podcast supporters. Outro music courtesy of Robert Petric, additional music courtesy of Nikolovsky and PMG Collective. The track Rainmaker by Petar Alargic licensed under Creative Commons. I am Petar Korchniak.
1: Partisan
2: My brother. Long live the Communist Party of. Yugoslavia,
6: (coughs) long live